0: All right, welcome back, Tom. Hi, everyone. We were just talking about Westworld and got out of our system, so we won't talk about it here. Yeah. Um, uh, just briefly, Westworld does not get the LARP seal of approval. Um, if you guys have hot takes against us and want to tell us why Westworld's a good show, um, just send us a quick email at uh, mailbag at likearealpodcast.com or leave a scathing review saying uh, you guys are dumb because you don't like Westworld. Yeah, uh, I've only watched the first episode. It had some cool action scenes, but the overall idea doesn't seem to interest me. But robots have feelings, Tom. That is kind of cool. I mean, the idea the idea of Westworld, I think, is a thousand times cooler than the show Westworld. Yes. One thing, uh, I have not seen this, but my friend was, t- friend was telling me that they revealed the cost of what it is to go to Westworld for a day, and it... I think it was surprisingly and disappointingly low. Oh. I would have thought it would be much more. Interesting. I think he said it was either 50 or 100 grand. Per day? Per day. That's a lot. It's a lot of money, but think about it. So, for those of you who don't know what Westworld is, it's basically a theme park you go to, and it's the Wild West, and you live a real life. Like, you can walk into a bar, you can murder someone, you can get your flirt on with someone, and all the robots do it back with you, and you can basically live like you're in a movie for a day. Yeah. Um, I did think... It is a cool idea, like an immersive uh, theme park where you can do whatever you want. Do we think the Wild West is the best version of that? Like, don't you think if you went to, like, like Camelot World and could fight a dragon... in I think it's based on a book and there was also a movie of it in the 70s or 80s and in either the book or the movie it allures to alludes to other worlds and one of them is medieval world I think Yeah. and there's like several other things you can go and do I would rather go to wild west than medieval no but I like the idea of being able to fight fantasy monsters oh I don't think there's monsters I think there's just knights and stuff but I'm saying like they have the technology they can make people who look like actual people I guess Why can't that's they true. A yeah, I guess that is true. Or is that the the real lesson is that we're the monsters? Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. whoa. All right, guys. So, um, so last week we uh, did some BuzzFeed quizzes to get a little flirty, a little silly. Let you guys uh, behind the curtain a little bit about. Who me and Tom are, but we realized that uh, it probably wasn't the best way for you guys to make a decision. Like, if you were going to vote for either one of us, or if you were going to trust us with your children, you know, I don't think it gave us, um, gave gave the listeners enough insight into who we were as people. So, um, one of the things we're going to start do we're going to do is um, read through a couple of ethical scenarios um, and see how we would react to those. And we can just dive right in. Like, what would you do? Yep, and we're gonna find out what grade we're in again as well. Yeah, so Tom is in ninth grade, but now that it's a week later, do you think that you've uh, made it all the way to tenth grade or no? Are you still a squid in ninth grade? Alright. Uh I'm still squid. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Squid life. I got a t shirt with an N on it for some reason. Cool. That's what he had, right? For yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But also Was uh, it an N? I don't know. Uh, or was an, it an H? <laughs> Let me look listeners that up. can write that in. No, I'm gonna but, look it up. Um but yeah, it's it's super, super interesting um, to wear shirts with, with letters on it. And never reveal why. And never reveal why. Um, maybe it's N for nautical. N, I nailed it. Nice. N for nailed it, or N for nautical, like the type of animal that a squid is. Yep. But um, but he was not nautical. He couldn't serve. He had a boogie board. We're talking about Rocky power. And the way. also, Tom, don't isn't it ironic that you're a squid <clears> even though you're so scared of squids? Yeah, that is ironic. Uh, I'm going to have to think on that. Yeah. Please speak on it when you, when you come uh, to a clear point of view. On I will. Because, I, yeah. I'm going to be a mess the rest of this podcast. You just blew my mind. <laughs> all right, so these are all coming from uh, our friends at the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to A.O. Scott once again. Hey. Um, from a column called The Ethicist, and okay. we're going to prove that we deserve to be the eth- 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 ethicists at the New York Times. Yeah. First, I have to learn how to say that word. Uh, By answering these questions very accurately. Okay. So this one is called, should I call my friend out for her service dog scam? Mm. My friend got a service dog solely to circumvent the no pets policy in her building. She does have the disability this dog is trained to help with, but she doesn't use him for this purpose and even jokes about how long it took for her to quote deprogram him, but she takes full advantage of his service dog status taking him with her to restaurants and stores that don't otherwise permit dogs. So what is, I guess my question for this reader would be, what does call them out mean? Mm. So this, um, so they go into why they think it's unethical. Uh, and then the third paragraph is, I feel I ought to do something, but I have no idea what. I could let the nonprofit know that must be where she got the dog from, but that wouldn't allow them to recoup what they've lost. I could cut off my friendship with the friend... But that wouldn't help other disabled people. I have to decide whether or not to continue this friendship. She does tend to do things that I find sketchy, but I can figure that out for myself. My question is, do I have an ethical responsibility in a larger sense? Relatively speaking, misappropriating a service dog is pretty minor, but it really bothers me. So so as uh, the ethicist of the, of the LARP, or soon to be based on these, uh, the yeah. findings of this conversation, I have a a deep policy of no snitching. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't. People are always trying to get an angle, and that's just part of nature. You know, constrained resources. People are trying to get get something uh, that other people don't have. That's just natural. Um, I think this is a the way they presented it makes it seem very, like, like insidious. Yeah. But if you look at the facts of the situation, so this person used an existing. framework and, and and organization to get something. She took advantage of a system that was in place, both right. with the program and with her apartment building wherever she lives. And also it's not for this guy to decide what like so she has the condition that she was assigned for. Yeah. So using using the from the nonprofit's point of view, yeah. she she may be suffering from like say yeah. for example it's like anxiety and the dog helps him cope. There are studies that say even just petting a dog helps with that. So she might not be articulating that it's helping, but it is helping. Yeah. And it's not for this guy to decide what like how afflicted she is. That's true. And and let's let's pretend she wasn't didn't have a disability, yeah. for example. Like he said, she she's not using it. Let's pretend that's true. So basically she doesn't have one. There's two things at play. One is like should he do something about it which i think the answer is no she's not doing harm to anybody right the other one is is this a great person the answer is also probably no right she's intentionally taking advantage of a system and i hate when people do that totally i don't think it's so the the question is like is what she did ethical probably not but then it's also not for he shouldn't report her right yeah it's also not a the way he presented it, he decided she was doing something wrong. Yeah. But, like, if it was a mental illness thing, and he can't... She can't even articulate the impact the dog's having. Like, she might not be the one... To tell them about it. Like, is there a therapist who's saying she's been she's gotten a lot better or like whatever it is? I'm just assuming it's mental. Have you seen someone brought a duck on a plane as a service animal? No, that's yeah. great. Service animals are insane these days. That quacks There's too many. That quacks me up. There's too many service animals. I was on a flight and this woman had a like one foot-long chihuahua mm-hmm. as her service animal. Yeah. It's like the long chihuahua. yeah Yeah. is it i guess it's like that it was really small chihuahua grande it's like this 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 dog that is shaking like a leaf is providing you emotional support yeah and then it snapped at the flight attendant on the plane nice to which i thought get this service animal service animal (laughs) uh so i don't know to the to the reader or sorry to the to the person who wrote in i'd say probably chill out a little bit leave it alone but if your opinion of this person is now diminished i completely understand yeah you don't have to be their friend i mean that's up to you like if 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 this is a string of events and you this is just one example of like a litany of others like you don't have to be friends with anyone so um so tom what would the punchline for this be uptight friend doesn't like dog i guess so sure yeah not everything needs a punchline Just let it be. Just let it be. What did the what did the New Yorker say? Uh, it said I I didn't I actually closed it out. It said something similar, like, is there any harm being done? No. Um, but I I think it expanded upon that. Yeah. right. D list doppelganger. I share a highly uncommon name with a very minor celebrity who hasn't worked much in decades. A fan mistaking me for the celebrity sent me a note offering praise for his fine work several decades ago and asked for an autograph on an enclosed publicity photo. I've had a few such misunderstandings over the years and have come to learn that the celebrity is essentially impossible to locate. The fan's note was endearing, and I'm tempted to sign the photo and thank the fan for their support. I'd be claiming to be someone I'm not, which is deceitful, but the fan would probably be happier with that than the truth. Does the charity of such an act outweigh the deception?" Do you want to take the lead on this one? Yeah, I mean... The fan would never know. It would make them really happy to hear from the person they wrote to. It depends on how probable it is that they could find out the truth.
1: Yeah.
0: If it is probably... I mean, I don't get how something like that could be impossible in the internet age. I wouldn't do it. I, I think that's the wrong thing to do. I don't think Kenny Loggins is that hard to find. Yeah, uh, he's definitely not. He comes to your apartment <laughs> once a week. He uh, he has a public podcast. I wonder when this was written. I don't I don't know. Like I always go to like armchair psychiatrists with this stuff, and yeah. so it's you know not fair for me to do that, but I'm gonna do it anyway. So like this person is trying to figure out how they can justify basically like leveraging somebody else's celebrity. Like how? But how, they're not leveraging it. They're not. They're not getting anything out of it. They're not getting. They get paid. the oh my god. They get to like receive the adoration. But I don't. It doesn't sound like he feels good about that. It's he's like oh that's a funny thing. He's purely wondering if he should do this for the other person. No, but the, but my my perspective is like they're looking like I. My opinion is this person's looking for permission. Um, so whether that's true or not is like up for discussion. But I, like, it the, the ethical thing to do is just to continue being annoyed and saying no. Like, I think I think he should write this person a letter and say I'm sorry. I'm not the real whoever. Right. I can't sign this for you. Right. I think it's it's not a big deal to say no. Like, w- yeah. There's no like the benefit it unless unless the guy is a psycho. It's not gonna like break his heart. That's what so I'm saying. Like, oh, that's, like, that's funny. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like, it doesn't make sense. Like. So, it's a D list celebrity who's unable to be found. So, we're talking about like a third tier Star Trek actor, basically. You know what I mean? Like somebody who's not, who's not relevant and not easily found because they're like, have like faded into obscurity. The, the person who sees them can't be that pumped. Yeah. So, like if you, if you saw the third lead from CSI in 15 years yeah. and, you, and you went up to them and you're like, are you this person? You look kind of like them. And they said no. You would not care. Yeah. So an angle the ethicist thought of, and I guess this is why we are not the ethicist. So he basically said in the first paragraph, um, you know, what you would be doing to the fan, though technically deceitful, would not hurt them. It's like a child believe it. Letting a child believe that Santa Claus exists. That's a pretty apt description. Spoiler alert. If any kids listen to this podcast. Uh, the spoiler. That's not how spoiler. alert No, no, that. it's it's yeah. letting them believe in parentheses something that is true. So I'm yeah. hoping that he's gonna go and to say now you you like take on that person's identity. Well, the the angle that he takes yeah. is it is however unfair to the celebrity. Some people don't give autographs on principle. Uh, by signing a publicity photograph, you are literally suggesting suggesting that you are the person depicted in the image, and you can't do that unless you know the celebrity doesn't care. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. So, so, the lesson we're learning from this is don't, unless you know, unless you have permission to do something, don't do something. Yeah. All right. It's whack. This could be potentially a good one. Okay. How do I handle the towel saga next door? Well, on Easter Sunday, and we can interject with it yeah. while this goes. On Easter Sunday, we always have an egg hunt for our neighbors and the children of our Hispanic housekeeper and yard man. Yard man. Uh, y'all man, y'all man, y'all man. This past Easter, our next-door neighbor invited the kids to swim in their pool afterward. In July, a full three months later, we received an email. So in July, full three months later, I imagine that would be important. We received an email from our neighbor stating, would you mind reminding your housekeeper that they have a large portion of my swimming towels? I was terribly short this weekend. Hope you had a great 4th of July. This was the first we heard of missing towels. We did not want our housekeeper to think that we or our neighbor thought the children had taken towels that did not belong to them. So we made the decision to purchase 12 towels and give them to our neighbor. We wrapped them up and left them with a note, a little surprise for your generosity. A week later, we found the box of towels with a note at our back door. Quote, I cannot accept these towels and cannot keep them because it is morally as wrong for me to take your towels as it was for your housekeeper's children to keep my towels we do not think that children were morally wrong in intent they simply did what kids do when getting out of the pool dry off wrap up in a towel before piling into cars and going home uh, that, that's the end of the saga it's more just the person saying like we don't think it was wrong the cost blah 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 uh, I don't. I thought what they did was, with replacing them was the right thing to do yeah that's nice that's, that's nice. very neighborly And and also like they took on responsibility for someone else who didn't intentionally do something wrong and also the neighbor didn't mention the towels until three months later yeah right? like this is a this is a case of whack whackness versus like dopeness yeah like the person the the people who were writing in did something very kind yeah. they're they, not even being normal people they're being nice people yeah exactly yeah then the the neighbors the morally wrong part is like if they're taking that as like a they could say something and be like hey like you know these, we like these we picked them out special we got them from like Italy or something But no regular person should be upset if something gets lost or broken and the person tries to replace it. Like, I think that's a nice thing to do. Yeah, it's a very nice thing to do. And if they're not looking for more towels, they're looking for the moral satisfaction of the housekeeper giving back the towels. Or them admitting that their housekeeper stole from them. Yeah. Like... Those neighbors suck. They're gross. That's what makes me feel bad. like You have to be generally like... And we're talking about kids, too. Yeah. like And also, you it, you don't even know that they have them. Right. It doesn't look great on the housekeeper that these kids got home, and they're like, what are these random towels we've never seen before? And right. they didn't say anything. Right. But also... Stuff I happens. Like, yeah, hysteria. stuff happens. Like, so if you're... I'm imagining, and, and you'll have to let me know when you're on the other side of this. Like, if you're in the suburbs, and you got houses, and your kids, there are kids involved, and people have, like... Professionals around, like you have to imagine, kids break shit all the time. Like yeah. stuff happens constantly, so there has to be money flowing back and forth between houses where it's like you, your kid, like took a shit in my pool, like whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you just like take care of each other because like you're all trying to give each other's kids like a good experience. Yeah. It's, this is this the wackest thing I've ever heard? Yeah. I want to fight this person. That's not great. Yeah. Right. You're going to sell your home. Should you mention the snakes? <laughs> uh, we live in a large house on a one-acre plot, and one quarter of that is a wooded ravine full of wildlife, like deer, raccoons, the occasional woodchuck, possum, fox, and quite a few copperhead snakes. We have lived here for 45 years. I see one to three snakes a year. They are not aggressive, and you learn to take precautions. Nevertheless, I have been been bitten, and so have several neighbors. They can show up in the backyard, in the driveway, or the gardens. Once I found one lying across the entrance to the front door, we will have to sell a few years I'm, in a few years. I'm very worried about the snake problem. Suppose someone with small children wanted to buy the house. I cannot imagine anyone wanting to buy if they knew there were poisonous snakes nearby, uh, and they go on to, uh, you know continue talking about that. Uh, this seems straightforward to me. I don't know if you agree, but you should tell them about the snakes. I don't think you have to tell them about the snakes specifically, but yeah. I think saying there's sometimes animals and wildlife in the backyard. And if they have questions about that, then you answer that. Yeah. Well, and it would also depend, like, you might know the buyers. And I guess it's a poisonous snake. That's yeah. not good. The, Especially kid, if they the, kids, have kids. the kids' part's big. If, the, if it's a family. So, like, if it's, like, rough and tumble, like, for like people who are, you know, used to the country, like, they're going to expect it. It's fine. But if it's, like, people moving out and they've never... You can tell they're, like, you know, haven't lived in the forest before and they have kids, like, you definitely should. So, I guess with all ethical questions, like, it depends, but you probably should. Yeah, you probably should, even if it's not hey fyi there's poisonous snakes in the backyard say sometimes there's wildlife back there it can be dangerous and if they have questions answer their questions Also, like if they're very anti-snakes you you they can put in their thing like you put in some kind of like anti-snake fence you know what i mean like there are stipulations if you're indiana jones you put a fence up yeah exactly um, that actually, have I talked about this on the pod that that used to be my favorite thing? So, in. Um, I was gonna ask if you're afraid of snakes. I am. Yeah. They're horrible monsters. Really? Yeah, they're ridiculous. Well, I'm afraid of animals in general in the woods. That's what I like, mean. Like in their environment. No, I'm no, that's them, what I mean. But if someone I knew had a snake, I would, I'd haul the snake. That's what I'm saying. Well. D- yeah. Different. Yeah. Like if I saw a rattlesnake on a trail. Oh. and I was of- whoa, whoa. That's how much we don't like snakes they uh no like when i was a camp counselor and you would lead hikes that was constantly what i was was afraid of because kids just like we were talking about they're they're not smart they're stomping around they're like making a lot of noise and the kid gets bit by a snake in the woods or you get bit by a snake in the woods and it's poisonous you gotta suck the poison out you're the adult yeah and you're in bad shape yeah like a, a lot of bad stuff's probably gonna happen to you yeah you afraid of snakes
1: I don't know, cause I don't have like, I not have encountered like a situation.
0: I've encountered a, like a garden snake. I've never encountered yeah, it. yeah like, that's yeah. but that's was, that doesn't count. A field, maybe yeah, like, that, a couple of
1: snake like, but like yeah.
0: That's not a, that's not like a that's not the same. It's like if you see a coiled up rattlesnake.
1: I've never yeah. I mean, anyone would be scared. Anyone yeah. like
0: that's what I mean is like, yeah. or even like big big spiders in the woods
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. like
0: you're. You, your lizard brain has trained you to be scared of things that have a good chance to kill you. Like, no one would ask, are you afraid of a lion in the wild? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same. Yeah. So, anyway, to, to like, wrap, wrap it up, like, I think that, like, you should... You, I don't know. I'm, maybe, maybe this is telling of me. It's like, I'm always, like, an oversharer in general. Like, I don't... I think if you take a $15,000 hit because it's a real threat to a family... That's the value of your property. It's not like like you like you getting fifteen thousand dollars more, and then a kid getting bit by a snake. Yeah, that's on you. That's a, yeah. like you got to take that hit. And I wonder if there could be like a legal thing too. Like they did not let us know there was something dangerous in the backyard. I don't. I don't know because it's like backed up against. It, like it, that could be like act of God stuff. It's like hard yeah. to know, but it's like. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't... If I sold a house to a family that didn't know about like a legit snake problem, Yeah, I would not feel good about it if they didn't know about it. Yeah. All right. A uh, couple last ones. Okay. A couple downstairs has started letting their baby cry it out. Uh, which I think means like just letting it cry until it stops crying. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's that game we play when we just cry? We 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 sit together and we just cry until we run out of tears. Yeah, it's not a game. It's just that's just Wednesday nights oh. when <laughs> we get together and talk. <laughs> when we watch the first the the Gilmore Girls re- remake. Yeah, and a Walk to Remember. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Rest in peace, Mandy Moore. Um, Spoiler. A couple downstairs has started letting their baby cry it out. Having no kids myself, I don't know if this is a valid parenting strategy. What I do know is that it kept me up for an hour at 2 a.m. last night and has woken me up several times this week. Is it within my rights to talk to them about it? Uh, I would say yeah. I'd say yeah. Because, it, like, if you were having a party late, yeah. some, they would feel comfortable saying it. Yeah, you live in an apartment that, yeah, I mean... It kind of goes with the territory that there's going to be noises when you don't want there to be noises sometimes right. but you do also have the right to say something about it consistently like or maybe maybe they can consider moving it to a different room that's not like yeah. right up against your wall or something but you need to you need to approach it as a nice guy you can't be like your baby cries too much you need to make it stop because it's a baby you can't do that but like say like the baby's loud sometimes yeah. if there's anything you can do blah 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 we'd really appreciate it yeah and also I would consider investing in earplugs like not yeah. that that solves it but you gotta to do both you gotta put it out this vacant, uh, they can try to make an effort but also like you gotta do you gotta it. try to solve your own problems sometimes right. if there are flies buzzing around your apartment you gotta put out fly strips it's yeah. the same thing it's like you have to do some part to like impact your experience but also like yeah i can't talk to the fly queen and ask her not to yeah. come or like ask your neighbor to not leave rotten fruit everywhere right, yeah, right. in the hallway right yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah you need to solve your own problems sometimes, and and other people in the world can suck, but you can't rely on them to change their ways. You need to make your own life better a lot of the time. And also, like, think about it from the parents' perspective, like, they wish their baby would stop crying too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're awake too. That's why they're letting it cry all yeah. night. Yeah. Maybe you should get to know the baby better. Yeah. Find out why it's crying. Yeah, like, what what with that baby? Invite it over. Yeah. Babysit it. Yeah. Steal the baby. Like, sneak in through the window. Cut it out of the the glass, reach in, steal yeah. the baby. You have a baby. I have a baby. Yeah. And it cries all the time. Yeah, make that guy get a baby, too. Yeah, exactly.
1: So you what you went to, you got your, like, what, major anthropology and sociology? Yeah, yeah. Right? So, and you studying like, monkeys, right? Yeah. So what is your take on, like, getting a baby to stop crying in terms of, like, survival? Because, like, think about it. Like, if we were, like, yeah. wild creatures and you had a screaming baby all night, wouldn't that be, like,
0: and a, it would be a lion alarm okay yeah, so yeah. then
1: what's your take on like um, I'm, I, I've, I'm, heard, I've I'm, heard other I'm, opinions about
0: this I'm imagining well so here's the thing I'm imagining that the reason why the baby's crying is because it's like and I'm not an expert on parenting, but my, my guess is, the reason why it's crying is because it, like, wants attention or it's hungry or, like, whatever yeah. the, whatever it, it's crying because it's, like, confused or it wants something and it wants to go back to a state of being comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So, in the wild it's likely that the mother or father, probably mother, was holding it at That's all That's what I heard in, like, way, way back in, like, caveman times and stuff is, and probably even for a significant amount yeah. time after that, is the baby was essentially never not on the mother, right. In some so way, so that still happens, yeah. in
1: like I think in a lot of African cultures, that right. the mother will continue to carry the baby for yeah. probably like the first year, right? And yeah. they can nurse whenever, right? And exactly, yeah,
0: because all of their needs are met at all times, yeah. So because it and then it doesn't it doesn't tell the hyenas like we hear yeah yeah so
1: that's what that's what i think
0: about so that. but then but, fast but, forward 20 years exactly so 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 does the that have an impact, right exactly so, so th- it depends what you're motivated by yeah. like are you motivated by getting the baby not to cry and in, in a survival situation yes Yeah. better for it to cry and be like weirdly attached yeah i don't know what the downside is of like Basically, if you solve all its needs like psychologically, that does something to children, yeah but uh, i i don't know i don't I don't know the research and i'm not I'm just asking the question like is it how bad is it to like make your baby feel better yeah i mean i don't know I don't, I don't know, know if there's a way to know if they could do a study of like how the parents got the baby to stop crying, and and what if they did self soothing versus not? Yeah. And then fast forward thirty years and see where those people are in life. Yeah, exactly. That'd be kind of interesting. It'd be. I cool. bet they've done that. Yeah. People have thought of that already. Exactly. I can't be the first one to think of that. <laughs> I think they know. I think that's probably like I've my gut feeling is like the the right thing to do is to let it cry. I feel like that's like pretty common. I think to an extent. I yeah. just don't know. I, and guys. This is being really illuminating. You've learned about me and me and Tom how we handle ethical situations, how we talk about parenting. Um, so this really got to the core of it. like you know it's you, you really understand people a little bit better when they're put into tough situations. but baby babies, babies is crying and we don't know what to do about it. We don't know what to do about it. I don't know what to do about it. Yeah have you ever changed a diaper? No, me neither. I don't think so. I've only held a baby one or two times. I couldn't tell you the last time I held a baby. Yeah like a tr- like a true baby. I don't have a lot of experience with that stuff. Me too. Yeah, it wears me out. It's funny, though, because, like, there are some people... Because, like, you know, I have a lot of cousins, so I could have had a lot of opportunity. I just don't go home a lot. But some people are just, like, so, like, so well baby-versed. Yeah. My youngest cousin is only, like, 10 to 12 years younger than me. Yeah. So I haven't been a, like relatively fully formed person like 16 and onwards and had much interaction with a baby. Same. Yeah. Yeah, but hey uh, with the wedding, wedding bells ringing the the baby carriage be coming. I guess so, yeah. Coming. I don't think so. Have you thought about how many kids you're gonna hope to have? No. Okay. Is it more than zero? Uh, it's more than ten. Damn. Yeah. Oh, oh well, it's like litters, right? Well, trying to get a reality show. Oh uh, Yeah, that's what it's all about these days. Tom's single parenting <laughs> why I don't know uh, no it's gonna be about the podcast and our ten kids that run, run around dirty cool. yeah. and like we just try to get them like a real parent oh. expand the network new franchise uh, so guys if you want advertisers if you want to um, if you want to get in on the ground floor for like a real parent um, in about nine months from next summer we're gonna have ten babies. Yep. Um, so ten little guys. So and gals. Yeah. Or are you confident that you only make boys? Uh, no, but we're gonna have them in China, where you killed you kill the <laughs> girls. <laughs> so uh, one of the funniest jokes my dad tells is he. So I have two brothers, and anytime my dad's masculinity is being questioned, he just says, "I make boys," yeah. <laughs> which is hysterical yeah like out of (laughs) play-doh exactly yeah Yeah. um all right guys well this was a pretty interesting pod um you guys have any uh ethically questionable situations coming up please feel free to write and we'll weigh in on it yeah send us ethical situations i like answering that stuff that's pretty i don't know if it's entertaining we'll have to listen to it yeah exactly uh but yeah if you guys disagree with us on any of those takes or uh, if you agree with us, let us know on Facebook, let us know on uh, SoundCloud, yeah. and also uh, write in at mailbag at like com. It's good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, back in the New York groove. Yes, we are. Um, and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye, everyone. Bye. It's about crying. <laughs> oh, us. <laughs> yeah. This song is good. Damn it, dumb, don't want it, I'll be what is that? That's the song. Is it? Oh, this part. <laughs> oh, <drop it. laughs> Good rain effect. Thanks. No, I, I'm the song. <laughs> oh no, that was me. That was my voice. <laughs> <laughs> <were> my <laughs> Should we do full song listen throughs every up? Maybe. Do you think Justin Timberlake was soothed or not soothed as a baby? Based on oh, what you know soothed. about him. I think he self-soothed or not. No, I think his mom's like a very like intense weirdo. Like I think they're like really? very involved with each other. Yeah. yeah. Remember when he got punked and he freaked out? Yeah, they bro- People don't talk about that. I, I, mean, great. I would definitely freak out too, but he he freaked out in the way it seemed like maybe he was doing something wrong. <laughs> like, you know, like, he really freaked out. They, they like, found his cocaine. Yeah, or something. Yes. I think it was, it was like, the IRS repossessing his house, which obviously, especially if you're a star, is so scary, but... And also because, you know, he has, like, a business manager, so, like, yeah, he, doesn't he doesn't know. know. Yeah, yeah, So, like, yeah. that's... So it was weird. probably super real. And it was before he was mega successful. And I there think. were no episodes of Punked on TV. Yeah, right. When they filmed it. Like, he had no reference. Do you remember the Zach Braff one? No. They had the 16-year-old kid vandalize a car that looked like they replaced his car with another one. And he almost, like, punched the kid in the face. It was pretty bad. Zach Braff is, is somebody who... His... Like, on-screen persona and his real-life persona do not match. He's such a... He's porn. such a dick. Yeah, yeah I don't horrible. like him at all. Have you... But did you see Garden State, though? <laughs> that movie has aged so poorly... I think I think you just have to be 16 or 17 years old. I'm sure a 16 or 17 year old today watching it for the first time would think what people thought back then. Yeah. But watching it, how like that era of movies
1: like pre-ironic yeah. America yeah. Yeah. don't
0: age no. well. No, no. Uh, he's like a he's like a big. Um, Victim of like member burying, yeah. like for for that, or like member scrubs. Yeah, yeah. He's JD. always posting like with the the other guy in the yeah, show, yeah. the bromance yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So lame. um Have you seen any of his new new ish no, movie? I never watch one I watched five minutes of it. It is so bad because he he wants to make Garden State five more so times. So earnest, yeah. and he did the crowdfunding thing, and people turned on him. Yeah, yeah. He a punk. He a punk, and he got punked. He didn't deserve a play yeah. And now what he's gonna do? We'll see you guys next week. Jack <laughs> Brack, come at us. I dare you! I dare you. That was the that the
1: damage is done